This is called Psytrance, which is short for Psychedelic Trance. Guys, I'm Jonathan. Welcome back to the Melbourne Coffee Culture. This is a crazy episode because I really think things are crazy at the moment and they're changing in Melbourne Coffee. We're seeing an explosion of quality, but we're seeing an explosion of an uptake of new technology, of automation. Even the way that we hire baristas is radically changing to this sort of crowdsourcing gig economy. Listen to this side trance and then get ready for a, another episode of Melbourne Coffee Culture. Hey guys, Melbourne Coffee, Melbourne Coffee. We're doing great things in Melbourne. It's it's astonishing. It's amazing. I haven't even made a podcast for a month or two because I'm just overwhelmed by the quality and by the change. This is really a unique time in coffee and there are lots of things that are going on in Melbourne Coffee at the moment. From a retail perspective, it's becoming really difficult to make money. Only uh, 1.8%, that's the profit margin for retail hospitality businesses in Australia, 1.8% profit margin. So most people are not making any money. Rent is going up. Quantitative easing has caused basically hyperinflation on a global scale. I don't know what the the, the politicians and the, the global elite are going to do, but but we're basically just printing money globally at the moment. There's um, a decline in China in the demand for you know our, our goods and services. Um, the Australian government doesn't really seem to be you know increasing GST or doing things to um, help stimulate the economy. I don't really know why things are, are going so well economically, and we need to be you know careful because um, we could end up with some problems in Australia. But this isn't a political podcast. This is a podcast about coffee. So this incredible competition, which is, you know, fueled by growth. Uh, there are some 300 roasters in, in Melbourne now. Um, it's causing mass differentiation. As you know, we've got gold-plated, 
you know, hamburgers, you know, cafes are really uh, restaurants now. Um, you know, the whole idea of Melbourne cafe culture being this sort of brunch spot is gone. I mean, it's really cafes are now um, restaurants with, you know, dinner menus and alcohol and um, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. We've seen a move away from the, you know, standard La Marzocco and Seneso coffee machines. There's been a huge acceptance of, you know, San Remo, uh, Marcos and, and a whole bunch of other, you know, Keys van der Western machines. We're seeing a whole bunch of new grinders on the market. And I really believe this is underpinned by this amazing competition and this amazing need for diversity. You know, people in, in coffee are sort of too scared to change things too much, um, but they're also wanting to communicate quality. And so we're seeing, you know, Marco Brewers, Curtis Brewers, um, Fetco Brewers, everyone's got their own way of doing things. Um, milk, you know, steaming with Uber. Um, automatic puck press for tamping. Uh, we're seeing a lot of automation um, in Melbourne coffee, so less baristas tamping, less baristas steaming milk. And, you know, I was just thinking, when you hire a person, the, the only downside to hiring a person is that you're hiring a person. <laughs> People have come with their personalities. People come with their problems. People come with, you know, their uh, attitudes and their uh, previous you know, workplace culture. So, you know, it, it is hard to find a great person in coffee, um, especially if you want them to stay for a long time. And so why not go towards automation? Automation gives us quality. It gives us, you know, price competitiveness. Um, but it also means we don't have any psychopaths, you know, working for us either. So we're definitely going to see um, more and more uh, different Sorry about that. Yeah, so Melbourne Coffee, there's an amazing competition. There's differentiation. There's automation. But I would love to hear your thoughts. You know, I feel like I'm a little bit out of touch because I haven't been making coffee on a daily basis. Um, I just went and checked out, you know, my latte art skills on a on a worksmith um, coffee machine. You should have a look at um, Jonathan Sciola on uh, Instagram. Um, I just made a few coffees there because I've been, I've been making takeaway coffees and we don't do any, you know, latte art for takeaway coffees. So for the last year and a half, no, for the last three and a half years, I've been running a volunteer uh, cafe. We, we opened for two hours on a Sunday and um, we went from $60 a week uh, to $700 a week in sales, you know, just by improving the quality, like literally the same people every week are, are in this church. Um, and for 10 years, the cafe had made, you know, uh, grinders coffee um, and they had a, an old machine and the water tasted really bad because, you know, the water filter sort of hadn't been changed for a long time. Um, and it wasn't grinders fault. It was just, you know, no one, you know, no one cared, you know, no one actually knew how to make coffee. And so my wife and I took over this um you know, charity, you know, cafe f as a volunteer for free. So <laughs> another day a week of, you know, not being out of work on my business, but you, the Bible says to give and you'll receive. So I really believe in that. Um, so we gave, a, you know, a day a week to this cafe and simply by, you know, putting in a La Marzocco and a, uh, you know, a nice grinder and high quality milk and offering almond milk and soy milk, you know, we literally grew the sales by tenfold and um, it's become a massive success. 
it's like a nightclub, you know, after church. There's just, you know, literally 600 people just standing around drinking coffee and talking. And, you know, it's just amazing and a reminder of how how we build culture in this incredible specialty coffee scene in Melbourne. Thanks so much for listening. I just want to ask you, come in, you know, call in. You can actually, you know, leave a voice message to be on this podcast and we will play it next episode. Um, How is Melbourne Coffee? I want to um, also talk about just how the way we find work in Melbourne coffee has changed. Uh, when I started in coffee, uh, you would literally just have to walk into a cafe because there were only really five good cafes in Melbourne. You know, there was uh, Seven Seeds, St. Ali, Padre, um, maybe a few others, um, and a mailing room. Um, and we, you know, we would just walk in and, you know, ask for a job. But it changed to really being a Twitter a sort of community. Uh, coffee was was really a big community on Twitter in the early uh, days. So, um, you know, I got my job at St. Ali by tweeting, I think, Matt Berger at the time. Um, he'd just won the, you know, 2011 Australian Brewster Championship and we're all on Twitter and Twitter was just a great way to, to get coffee jobs. But it really has changed and now I'm finding that there are probably two main ways that people get jobs in specialty cafes. Now, no one is hiring you if you are an international student with no coffee experience or if you've done some TAFE course at Holmes Glen or whatever. Like, that's, sorry, that's not, we're not, no one's looking for someone who can make coffee or wants to make coffee, okay? Get a job as a waiter and, and do the hard work of, you know, just begging to get on the machine and, 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 Proving yourself with loyalty and dedication and time, um, but if you really are a, a barista with you know two to three years experience, you know which I know sounds like a catch twenty two, um, then what I'm finding is these jobs are being advertised on Facebook groups such as the Barista Union of Melbourne with twenty thousand members, started by Lockie, who's a fellow ex-St. Ali barista, um, Lachlan Doherty. He runs the St. Andrew's market stall out there. Um, so, yeah, 20,000 members. I'm telling you, that's where cafe owners go. And the cafe owner will post. And he will have a comment. Within an hour, he's got comments. And he's interviewing those people in the comments on this private, closed Facebook group that no one knows about. So, if you're not getting any jobs, it's because you're not looking in the right places. So, what you need to do is you need to go to join these Facebook groups like the Melbourne Barista Union. The other way people are getting jobs is um, from Backup Barista. So if you're a decent barista, you're going to be on Backup Barista because you can earn $300 a day, um, especially on a Sunday. So if you're working Monday to Friday as a barista and uh, you want to make, you know, how do you make more money? It's pretty hard, like, you know, unless you are in a band or something. Um, so backup barista, you can just take shifts, you know, as a locum, you know, like the emergency barista service that I started, you know, back in 2012. I think it's still up on Twitter somewhere. Um, and I did do a few placements uh, through that. But but backup barista, that's Troy. Um, he's doing that. There's also another service called Need a Barista. And these people push out text messages on a daily basis, probably up to 20 text messages a day, saying, hey, there's a 
shift tomorrow, $25 an hour, you know, cash in hand or, you know, you need an ABN or whatever. Now, these guys also put out SMS messages for jobs, for full-time permanent positions, and I think they get a commission of around $200 to place a barista. So if you're not on Backup Barista, if you're not on Needed Barista, and if you're not on Facebook in the uh, you know Melbourne Barista Union Group, then you're not getting any jobs. You're not going to get any good jobs anyway, um, unless... The other thing you can do is um, you know just follow the great cafes on Instagram, because they tend to post... Um, Instagram posts saying that we're hiring. So that is probably another way. So as you can see, you know, in the last 12 to 18 months, things have really radically changed around around competition. A lot of cafes are closing down. Um, Around differentiation, the type of machines and technology that are being used, and around automation. But I think also this whole sort of, you know, digital economy, this whole sort of, you know, crowdsourcing, ride-sharing, you know, emergency barista-style thing. And so I'm going to be positioning myself more as as a consultant in the industry. I'd love you to follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Sciola, that's S for Sam, C for Charlie, I-O-L-A. I want to just help people. I've decided to just want to help people from now on, not trying to push any products. Um, by the way, Grinders is killing it at the moment. They've got amazing coffee. You, you would be surprised. Um, I believe Hungry Jack's uses Grinders coffee, and it's bloody delicious. I think it's a Brazil um, and I had it the other day, and it was bloody delicious. It was as good as any Brazil from Veneziano or Saint Ali or any of those guys. Um, so <laughs> I'm just trying to offend everyone by accident. But hey, we're doing well. You know, we understand you know solubility and and roasting, and you know we understand uh, these things now. So the industry is is really starting to um, you know make leaps and bounds in in you know really a uh, homogenized sort of offering so emergency baristas what else is going on in melbourne guys i'd love you to you know leave a comment ring up and leave a voicemail download the anchor app and you can um, even join me for an interview i've been jonathan and you've been listening to the melbourne coffee culture podcast love you guys keep hustling